This is Jay De Niro, Fear the Right Hand. You're listening to the OVW podcast, the unofficial podcast of OVW. Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of High Valley Wrestling. I am Jack Rhodes, joined today, as always, by Brian Hines. Howdy, folks. How's it going tonight? It's going. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. About to do a little bit better, Brian. We already clinked. Let's get this down. Amen to that. You know, Brian, this is actually Woo. this is actually the same whiskey that we had the first time we ever toasted. Really? On this show. This is what we shared with Crixus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, so ki- kind of a little signpost there for us. Um, Maybe still it's still as good as I remember it. It is. All these, all these months later. Hopefully that'll be a bit of foreshadowing, and that means Crixus will be back to see us soon. Yeah, this this might actually be the second guest we've had to return to the show, is Inclusion Brand Caramel Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Today yeah. we're getting into all the action from the OVW pre-show and OVW Rise number 1276. That emanated live originally on January 25th from Historic Davis Arena. We'll also talk about all the headlines of the week in and around Ohio Valley Wrestling. And then we'll hear from you guys at the Fan Zone. But first, uh, we would like to take a minute and say a special thank you to Cashflow. Mm-hmm. We were lucky enough to travel to Davis Arena last week and do a, an interview with Cashflow at Historic Davis Arena. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, me personally, that was... Uh, a highlight of my uh, career as a wrestling fan, but as a podcaster, that was uh, next level exciting for me. Definitely. Um, it, it served two masters for me as well. Um, it's very intimidating to walk into an empty Davis arena yes, and yes, know that you're about to interview cash flow. Had no idea. As with all of these interviews, we have no idea what we're going to get into until we sit down and press record. Yeah. Um, and Cashflow is an intimidating guy, um, <laughs> yeah. has a lot to say about wrestling, a lot of opinions on wrestling, has done anything that you could ask a wrestler to do. And uh, so we had no idea what we were going to get into. And then you add the added pressure of being in a place that we probably shouldn't have been at, Davis Arena, you know, on the off day. As a wrestling fan, we I didn't feel like we belonged there. It was it was different for sure, yeah. But it turned out amazing. Um, if you guys haven't watched the YouTube video yet, our newly revamped YouTube page is going stronger than ever. Uh, our producers, Tiny Brian and Malachi P.S. Woodard, did a great job of getting great quality audio and a great shot in Davis Arena that day. Probably the best piece of uh, visual media we've put out um, to date. Really, really proud of the that. The purely sexiest. The purely sexiest piece of visual media we've put out to date. But it was also kind of a, um, it was a long week for us. It was a, a marathon week. It was a banner week. That was the first time where we had an interview or an episode to record every day, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. We did one, two, we did four episodes this past week. We did five. Five. Four interviews and one of our regular shows. Oh, well, yeah. we Four interviews and the, the weekly uh, rundown from last Thursday, or I guess the previous Thursday's uh, episode of OVW, and uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I walked out of this week uh, tired, mm-hmm. but uh, I felt very 
uh, rewarded. Definitely. There's a sense of accomplishment here for a lot of reasons at the podcast, some of which we hope to be able to share with you in more detail in a short uh, amount of time within the next few weeks, hopefully. But this past week really did, it was the hardest we've worked in a long time. And we did four of the best interviews that we've done. I'm very excited to see. Uh, and they're all four very different. <laughs> yeah, there are no two things alike out of those four interviews. And I am anxious to go back and, and listen to and watch every single one of them for different reasons. So if you're a fan of, uh, I don't know, cash flow. I am. If you're a fan of, uh, I don't know, Tiffany Nieves. <laughs> if you're a fan of Will Austin. If oh, you're yeah. a fan of Star Rider, yeah. maybe you pay attention to this very feed over the next few weeks, yeah, both just on, on uh, the podcast feed and on our YouTube page. Keep your eyes open on Thursdays on the podcast feed. I don't know what uh, when they come out in the, in the YouTubes, but uh, I bet Bri- Tiny Saturday Brian mornings know. they come out. Saturday okay. mornings. Saturday morning, it's just like your favorite cartoons. Mm-hmm. We're in your uh, YouTube feed with all sorts of uh, interviews and, and hijinks like the kids like. And Tiffany will be the one that's next, right? Yes, Tiffany is this Thursday in the audio and then Saturday in the video. Oh, I, I am definitely looking forward to that. For, for sure. as much as fun as we had, I think got, got kind of a good, genuine, great interview with Cashflow. We were able to go to places that um, I was very proud of as an interviewer. Yes. Complete opposite with Tiffany Nieves. Um, this this Both great interviews for two very different reasons, I think is the best way I can put it without I, saying anything. Agree. Yeah, right? Without <laughs> giving anything away. Yeah, I think it is safe to say that what is the opposite of when someone takes a shine to you? You know, because Tiffany Evans took took the opposite of a shine to you, Jack. She did not have anything yeah, to she, say or do with me she, uh, that was she positive. Kind of, I don't know whether I'd go so far as to say that uh, she finds you detestable or loathsome. But uh, wow, yeah, that that didn't go well in the beginning. It was, but we were we were able to rally and, and make her happy by the end of it. But uh I, I will say that that took a, an unexpected turn rather quickly, and I think quickly. that we were able to scramble and, and put things back on course. She she had us all working do- overtime <laughs> that day, uh, so be yeah. sure that'll that'll arrive this week in your guys's uh, various feeds. That was a lot of fun, a lot of all, great. Like I said, great week of interviews. All of them, all four of them, very different. All four of them, we're really excited to bring to you guys, um, our listeners. Uh, Let's get into some news updates, Brian, from Ohio Valley Wrestling over the last week since last Monday when we met to record this episode. Okay. Well, uh, at the top of that list, I had seen a couple things online that had uh, led me to believe this, and I had heard a couple things from um, people, but I I hadn't really gotten any sort of confirmation. But it appears as though uh, the Dark Reverend Ronnie Roberts Mm -hmm. is no longer with OVW. Uh, from what we understand, uh, it was everything's on good terms. Yeah. But uh, for whatever reason, he's he's going and doing other things, and hopefully that means that we'll be able to uh, catch up with him and get an interview with mm-hmm. him sooner than later. I was hoping that we would have been able to do this by now, but it it just uh, wasn't able to work out. But I'm hoping that's still on the cards for uh, the near future. This is something that we had heard two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. Um. So wasn't sure how exactly to broach the subject on microphone, but we have, should anybody be concerned about our ability to say that in confidence, we have checked with... Yes, uh, yeah, uh, OVW officials, Brian Kennison specifically does confirm that Ronnie is out at OVW. Right, right. So we do, we feel very confident in that. Again, it's something that we'd heard for a couple of weeks. Um, We're kind of deciding the best way to mention it. And I think we feel confident now that it's an okay thing to say. It's out there. It's in the ether. With that being said, I uh, I hate to hear that because Me too. 
We've been talking about uh, how how great the Fallen are as a group. At a time, too, where they really are coming in to... Exactly. I mean, I I was able to catch uh, a brief uh, word with ZDP this past Thursday, and uh, when I I caught up with him, he said... But uh, I, I was I, really worried he was going to infect you, Brian. He, he yeah, I, I was afraid he was too. <laughs> then you but, were going to uh, get in my car and infect me. Yeah, but uh, we're we're good. No, no ZDP cooties or anything. But by going, <laughs> uh, he did tell me that uh, indeed Reverend Ani is out of uh, the Fallen. Unfortunately, I hate to hear that, man, because I'm a big fan of your work. And if you ever get a chance to catch the Reverend anywhere out and about. Uh, I highly recommend you do so. With that being said, I would absolutely love it if the stars aligned and he ended up at a Spot Monkey promotion or two in the next few months. I know that they've got a show in February, March, and April. (coughs) Wink, wink, hint, hint, Tim Taylor. If you're hearing this and you need some uh, extra talent for your shows, Reverend Ronnie is... uh, As good as it gets. As good as it gets, yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because if... You know of a local promotion anywhere in the in the uh, country, but especially kind of in the southeast. Email them. Get on on your social media. Get on their social media. Tell them that there's a great wrestler that you know from OVW, the Dark Rev, Reverend Ronnie Roberts, and that you'd love to see him at your local promotion. I Tif- sure would. Tiffany Nieves has signed with the National Wrestling Alliance. Congratulations. That is a huge deal for La Princesa, and uh, I couldn't think of anybody more deserving than her, even if she is uh, one of the most dastardly heels working in OVW these days, as we saw firsthand. That is something that kind of we became aware of last week that became official today, uh, as we're recording this on Monday, um, that became official. Um, So congratulations, like you said, to Tiffany Nieves. Seems to kind of be another example of the growing relationship between NWA and OVW. Yes, as well as a another jewel in the crown of La Princesa. Um, she will discuss that in her interview on Thursday. Yes, yes she will. We yes. can now talk about it. <clears throat> yeah, we, we heard about a lot of things, and uh, that was one of them. And I'm we got to told a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, is returning to the Manchester Music Hall in Lexington, Kentucky next month, right? February yes. 26th, I think it is. 23rd. 23rd. This, yes. this is a show that we know um, is kind of going to, it looks like, be a more marquee house show for OVW look, moving forward. There was a title change there last time they threw a show there. It was a massive crowd. It looks yeah. like kind of they want to make this... Like once a quarter, maybe? As far yeah, it looks like kind of as far as stops outside of Davis Arena, this might be the one that you want to pay the most attention to. Uh, this is definitely the one that I will be paying most attention to for sure, being that it is right around the corner from Nuthouse Studios. It is easily accessible, and hopefully that means that uh, uh, some of those folks will be able to stop by and visit us on uh, on Friday before the show. That's the way it happened last time. Uh, oh yeah, at the the uh, Manchester Music Hall show. Yeah, maybe some of these folks that we've tried to get in touch with and haven't been able to would be available, like uh, Superior Tony Evans mm-hmm. or, or Jack Vaughn, or uh, uh, maybe Crixus will be uh, at that show and we'll be able to get him back or. Uh, T-Dub and Donovan Cecil, you just never know who might be able to stop in that day. And if you're going to that show as just a fan, let us know. Stop yeah. by. We're very close. We're and we're central to that area. We're yeah, very close. We we're meet literally up for, like right around the corner. Meet we up, could uh, all meet up and like yeah. we, could, we could go have tacos or we could grill out or something. Get some beers. Know. 
Yeah, it's somebody, gonna be in February, so maybe not grill out. Uh, I mean, grill I'm in. Just saying, like maybe bring some chips or like a potluck, and we could we could come up with something. We we still have more food to talk about because uh, Dakota said so. OVW back catalog. Yeah, we it, we we do need to get some minutes in on the food talk. It's been a little bit. Haven't forgot about you, man. <clears throat> OVW back catalog is. It seems to, it is no longer on YouTube. Yeah, it, so over the weekend, like 20 or 30 back catalog episodes, most of the 900s uh, just appeared. They were there for about 24 hours, and then they disappeared. Uh, I was able to speak to Kennison about this as well today. He tells me that they are looking into some sort of thing to be able to let you get access to that back catalog. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be a subscription through YouTube or some other service. They've had a service in the past. Yeah, they say they want to try to do a little bit better job than with than the one they did with that one. A right. little bit more organized, I believe, was what Kinnison said specifically. It's a massive amount of inventory that they have. I mean it's got a, it's not it's not an easy feat for the big guys to get onto, you know, a effective streaming, you know, a well organized streaming service. So it's gotta be exceptionally harder for, for the little guy like OVW. Right? I would imagine. All right. Sure. What else we got? In the news, is that it? That is it. That is it. Yeah, that seems to be the. Uh, as soon as we get some some more uh, confirmed details about what OVW streaming back catalog looks like in the future, you will hear it here first. We'll be right back with a recap from all of the action from Ohio Valley Television twelve seventy six, originally from January twenty fifth. Right after this, hey folks, Tiny Brian here to tell you once again about. Bluegrass Homefront. That's right, folks. Kentucky Music and Stories, Bluegrass Homefront. We are so thrilled with all of the the response we've gotten. At least some of you, some of you are downloading this show. I, I, I look at the numbers. We've done nothing but talk about it here for the last two years, and we're getting downloads every day. So some of you are listening, and we are really thankful for that. Uh, we're starting to plan stories for season three. Uh, got a couple of, uh, of notable names. Don't really want to release anything yet, but, uh, maybe some people you would know around Frankfurt, maybe some folks from Louisville, just, you know, whoever you might think of, uh, a lot of music, some people that we know have, have kind of blown up big since we were last, since, uh, we last talked to them. So some new people, some new things, music stories, illicit cheese, if it comes up. Bluegrass Homefront at bluegrasshomefront.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we return to the OVW Podcast. Welcome back to the OVW Podcast. I'm Jackman Oaks. I'm still Brian Hines. Let's start here at the uh, top of the pre-show, OVW pre-show from this past week, Brian. All right. It looks like uh, we start off uh, this week with uh, a tag team match. We see defunction for dysfunction for the first time in quite a while. Yeah. Leading off the show with uh, our good friends, uh, Maximo Suave, and uh, our hopefully sooner than later to be good friend, Hoda Pesos. Met the former Manny Domingo, the Correct. current Hoda Pesos. A um, little bit of, let's peel it back a little bit, Brian. We've been expecting or looking for the tag team of Maximo Suave and Hoda Pesos for a while. Yeah, probably about three months or so. Yeah, it's something that we were told after the new year was going to be on the docket. Then this Hoda Pesos character kind of comes out of nowhere. It's, I think, something that you could say probably was a one-time thing. Yeah. That just 
incredibly grew, over. Yeah, yeah, just grew grew its own set of wings and kind of just became became its own thing all all and of itself. Like we mentioned last week, he's not even in Jay De Niro storylines anymore. He's no. still kind it, of taking the piss out of Jay De Niro. Yeah, Hoda Pesos is is still pretty over, and uh, I, I can see why he's. It, you know he's still around. You know he he's looking sharp. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, he's a sharp dressed man, and uh, I mean he he's great in the ring. But uh, putting him together with uh, Maximo, finally getting the payoff that uh, we've been looking for. Um, I mean they look great. Yeah. As a tag team, there was a lot of synergy. Uh, it didn't look like they were. This was uh, one of the first times they'd been paired together. They look like they've been a team for uh, several years now watching them and uh, they did a, they did a great job. A lot of very uh, quick and unison tag team work. Uh, yeah. Just it, they make a lot of sense as a pair, make a lot of sense when you watch them live as a pair, make a lot of sense when you're watching them back on TV as a pair. Hopefully this is something that we can see more of week in and week out. Now that it seems like Hoda Pesos has left the uh, Jay De Niro uh, sphere. Yeah. Maybe now uh, we could get the uh, the tag team of Maximo Pesos. Maximo Pesos. Yeah. Hey, that's a good name. I like, like that. It's like Maximum Overdrive, only uh, with more pesos. About to, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and mention Manny Domingo, uh, Hoda Pesos, and Maximo Suave take over the win over Dysfunction there. Uh, about two of the night was Orion and Jason Hendricks. <sighs> yeah. Uh, as, as soon as I saw who the opponent was, I thought, well, you know, uh, Jason Hendricks didn't really have a chance because... Orion being on this mean streak that he's on that's growing wider and wider by the week. Uh, I mean, God help you, Hendrix, really, because I I don't know if you knew what you were walking into, but uh, you you knew what you got when you left the ring for sure. Well, and it's, you know, we questioned two weeks in a row, why can't Orion get a win? Here's the win. Yeah, here it is. He definitely got it all right. Um. So this next match I thought was ironic. I've got, come on here on the show several times and said, man, I love Shalance Royale. She's great. I love Ari Alexander. She's great. These two girls need to get wins. I can't wait to see them in this, this, uh, this program that they might have against each other. Then we put them in a tag team with each other, and then they still lose. So I got, like, none of the things that I wanted. Yeah. Uh, they were battling this week the newly formed tag team of Sophia Rose and Lady Bird. Lady Bird. I, uh, it kind of goes back. I was, I've said it before on this microphone. I'll say it again. Shalance is a great wrestler. Ari Alexander is a great wrestler. Agreed. Um, Sophia Rose and Lady Bird are a little less mature in their wrestling journey. They're a little green. A little green. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Um, but it's not easy being green, actually. But it's, it's very obvious the, um, disparity between the skill set of Ari Alexander and Shalatsa Royale versus the, the skill set of Lady Bird and Sophia Rose, but they're young and they're pretty and they're energetic and the crowd was into them the moment they walked through the the uh, oh, uh, sure. curtain. Yeah, definitely. It's just uh, kind of not what I want to see out of Shalatsa and Ari Alexander. I really, 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 really like them a lot and want them to be, I don't know. I want to uh, see. I want to see. I want to see them showcased. Yeah. I want to so- see them showcased. I was surprised that uh, uh, Sophia Rose and Lady Bird got the win over Shalance and uh, Ari Alexander this week. I really thought it was going to go the other way. Uh, Sorry, nevertheless, guys. the uh, bless you. Thank you. 
the uh, the win goes to Sophia Rose and Lady Bird, and I don't know how long they've been a tag team or how long they'll win a, be a tag team, but uh, if things don't work between Sophia Rose and Lady Bird, maybe uh, Sophia Rose could uh, tag with uh, Dorothy Devereaux. See, uh, is that is that um, is that a Golden Girls reference? Thank you for being a friend. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the last batch of the pre-show: Will Austin versus everybody's shiny new toy, Davis Arena, Shane Mercer. Oh yeah, he looked great this week, as he has every week since he's been on there. Uh, Will Austin is kind of the perfect guy for a up and comer like. Shane Mercer. Well, he's the future, so. He's, Shane Mercer is hot, hot as hell right now. Everybody loves him in Davis Arena. And Will Austin can make a guy like Shane Mercer look really, really good. Oh, yeah. Kind of goes back to the thing about ever since the the death of the Orion storyline against Will Austin, though. I just don't, I don't, I don't see what direction they see for him. And that bothers me because I think the kid's exceptionally talented. He's a great interview, a good guy. Um, it just seems like week to week he's like kind of lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Like they don't really have mm-hmm. a home for him yet. Right. Right. It's, he's a good guy. One week he's a bad guy. The next week it's, he's just, uh, and I hate that for him because I think he's really an exceptional wrestler. He does get, um, kind of like beat up on the, in this, during this match, he kind of like runs into the ring rope and like really gashes the side of his body. It's like, oh, it looks Jesus. really he, bad. He landed on the corner of that barricade. and Yeah, was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. I know recently. It kind of happened so quickly. First hand experience that stuff like that kind of hurts. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But uh, he was a, was a pro. And even though he had a, 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 like a spot in on his rib cage that was, you know, easily like as, as big as my hand. Uh, he, he still finished the match and looked great doing it. It just, it just wasn't his night despite all his best efforts. Will Austin, um, doesn't mind running into that barricade either. No, I've seen, we've seen it personally several times. Uh, Will Austin, he's one of the gentlemen that came by in the interviews. Um, he said that he wasn't a Bret Hart guy and I just want anybody to listen to that interview when it finally drops and tell me that, He's not just Bret Hart. Yeah, he reminded me just so much, just kind of the way he spoke, kind of sour grapes um, the whole time, you know. Um, great interview, a lot of fun when he came by. But was, I, as he said, oh, I'm not, I wasn't really a Bret Hart guy. As he was talking, I kind of looked over with him and said, uh, in what way? Like, <laughs> you, you are just being Bret Hart right now. He was three seconds away from saying Goldberg sucks. <laughs> First match of OVW Rise, the main show. Donovan Cecil and TW3 versus the Destroyers, the team of Big Beef and Big Zoe. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was glad to see that we got another installment of uh, the everybody's newest favorite tag team, T-Dub, mm-hmm. and, uh, <coughs> T-Dub and Donovan Cecil. We ought to like name them something like uh, T-Dub and the Bear, like T-Dub and the Mammoth, like BJ and the Bear from back in the day. I'm not sure what the, they should name themselves, but it doesn't look like that team's going anywhere. No. At least um, I would hope not anyway. That was something that we, you know, talking backstage or talking about the backstage environment with a few of the wrestlers over this week. It's kind of uh, seems seems like I don't maybe you got a different idea of this, but it seems like that was something that they put on as a match placeholder, and then the crowd really reacted to it. And now it seems like Donovan Cecil and TW3 is going to be a week in and week out tag team. Yeah. Well, this is what is this the third time or the second? Second. Second. Okay. Well. We got to see him last week, and everybody, like I know that uh, when I say everybody, I mean you and I. 
uh, for sure. And other people that we spoke to. Uh, I both, also love them from okay. here off stage. So, so far, three for three. All are in favor of uh, T-Dub and uh, the Mammoth as far as being a tag team goes. But they came out this week and uh, gave us more of uh, the action that we got last week that mm-hmm. we were so impressed with. And I was able to uh, talk to uh, Donovan for just a minute after the match. And you could see the enthusiasm in his eye when, when, he, uh, when we were talking and we talked about how... Uh, how much we we loved to watch them work as a tag team, and we hoped that uh, we were able to see more of that. And uh, I I got to tell him on on behalf of you. I don't know where you were. I didn't see you around, but uh, when I did get to tell him that, I did tell him that uh, we were serious when we both say mm-hmm. that this is the year of the mammoth. I mean, yeah. this guy is exceptional, and we see that he is capable of achieving great things. And we look forward to seeing what he's got going on with. Uh, the 80s baby or alone week after week uh, so congratulations guys you guys look phenomenal out there and we hope to see more of you guys uh next week and every week we moving forward well and if you subscribe to the idea too that tag teams are and i don't nec- i'm not saying that i necessarily subscribe to this idea but if you subscribe to the idea that tag teams are only made to be broken apart for as much fun as the tag team tw3 and donovan cecil are the program, the singles program between TW3 and Donovan Cecil is going to be a lot of fun too. Uh, would like to say that first off. And then second off, even though they are a newly formed tag team, getting a win over the Destroyers is a, is a uh, instant move up the card. Oh, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> both uh, Big Beef and Big Zoe looked great this week. Uh, they worked well as a team, as they always have. They just, you know, they, they just didn't come out with a win because uh, what can you say when you've got uh, Donovan Cecil Donovan Cecil using T-Dub as a weapon and mowing people down. Hell, at one point, T-Dub was on Donovan Cecil's back like he was riding him into battle like Hannibal trying to cross, yeah. you know, the uh, Europe and all that. So, I mean, you guys look like champs. And as formidable as the Destroyers are, you guys picked them apart pretty quickly. So, congratulations. Great dynamic. Great dynamic, I guess, to end the conversation there. Great big man, strong man, little guy, high-flying guy dynamic with uh, Donovan Cecil and TW3. About two of the evening, uh, Tony Evans, and joined, as always, by Jay De Niro, Ryan Von Rocket with his Rockettes. Um, this is the latest installment of the Can Tony Evans Prove Mick Foley wrong saga. Yes. Uh, do you mind? Do you mind to remind me what Tony Evans promised Mick Foley? How how he said he was going to prove Mick Foley wrong? Uh, if I remember right, Tony Evans said that he was going to find the biggest, strongest uh, man in the back and beat him down. And this coming week, uh, after this uh, this match, he said that he was going to. Uh, find the biggest champion and beat him and become uh, the champion next week. We'll we'll touch on that after here in a moment. Um, in a moment, yeah. The I'm getting ahead of myself. The there's a couple of important story beats here. Uh, Tony Evans does not let Jay De Niro interfere to win the match against Ryan Run Rocket. A couple times. Um, the interference that helps Tony Evans win the match comes at the hands of Carson Drake. Yes. While he's trying to flirt with the uh, pair of Katie and Crystal, the Von Rockettes. Which, if you've noticed, uh, came up quite a lot in the uh, the rerun segments mm-hmm. from the previous week. Carson yeah. Drake was featured quite a bit. Sure did. Um, 
when Mick Foley appears, he upgrades uh, Tony Evans' F, score of an F, grade of an F, to that of a C. Jumped two whole uh, tiers there, which is not a bad place to be. No. Um, but does cite that, hey, man, you still didn't win this match outright. If Carson Drake hadn't to come out and Ryan Von Rocket got distracted, you might have been the one that lost the match. So while he acknowledges some sort of improvement in Tony Evans' uh, wrestling prowess, he rightfully so does not give him the A that he so desires. Tony Evans then does what to Mick Foley? He hushes him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't <laughs> believe he did that. I mean, he'd I, been I working on it like, for a little bit. Uh, you're you you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. You're doing it. You did it. That McFoley promo uh, was it was as all over the place as modern day McFoley is, but it still was as like charming as as anything, and it was and charming and funny and intense and like emotional. Like it really was all of. It's like the guy's been in the business for 40 <coughs> Golly, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to die on this microphone tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like McFoley's one of the greatest of all time, right? Right. Yeah. yeah sure. um, really, really, really looking forward to next week or the next chapter of this story where, as you had mentioned, Tony Evans says that he is going to beat a champion. Yes. Let's get to the end of this show here and make a guess on who we think that champion's going to be because... Things are a little bit different at the end of this episode of OVW than they were when we were walking into it. They are, yeah. So Mick Foley gives Tony Evans one more chance, one last chance to prove him wrong. We'll see what happens. And uh, gets rather upset with him. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, it was Mick Foley was fantastic during this promo segment. Yeah. He really, really was. He was, it was a master class. I, uh, I would like to point out that... Uh, while these two are in the ring together going back and forth about uh, why Tony Evans uh, does or doesn't uh, deserve the grade that he's gotten this week, uh, Mick Foley uh, reminds Tony that uh, he had to leave his dog behind. And his dog's name is Randall. And Randall is named after a friend of his who is uh, a former OVW standout, uh, Randy Orton. Oh yeah, I've heard of him. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've heard of him a couple times. Uh, I think he's in one of the big boy promotions now. I can't remember, but uh, uh, if I remember right, last week on that promotion that he currently works in, somebody from that show referenced OVW, and then during this Thursday's episode, Mick Foley referenced somebody from that promotion as well. I just thought it was. Uh, Oddly, specifically coincidental for both of those to kind of mention each other within the same week. Does that mean anything? Probably not. I just thought it was worth pointing out. I think what it means is, quite honestly, that OVW is back in the national conversation in a way that nobody ever predicted it was going to be ever again. And as long as we're talking <clears> about <throat> that, uh, that Connecticut-based promotion um, in question... The, uh, the the head booker there now in his press conference after their pay-per-view last night called... Um, two nights ago. Sorry. Oh, two nights ago, yes. Called the uh, the idea of the, the, the forbidden door. Yes. Stupid. Well, that's because it's the other company's branding. Ah, well, but see, this, I'm showing my ignorance again. Also, if, if we're going to call the forbidden door stupid trips... 
how about you, um, I don't know, build up enough women to complete a 30-person Royal Rumble without having to bring in the champion from a company that nobody takes seriously, other than me, um, two years in a row. How's that? You, you, how's that? There's, there's my bitch for the day. There's my bitch for the day. You don't get to say that it's a stupid concept whenever you're doing it. I was hoping it meant that maybe that, that's going to become a little bit less rigid in their sphere of things. I don't think it ever will be. I don't think that their business model set up for that. I would hope it is, but I just don't think it's going to be that way. Um, let's let's move on here. Let's move on here. Bout three, Brian Hines. So in bout three, we've got uh, the Bad Girls Club uh, versus. It was slated to be Freya and Haley, but uh, Haley was jumped mm-hmm. backstage by the which Bad we Girls saw twice, Club, which would leave us the pre-show weirdly (laughs) yeah um which leaves us with uh freya at a disadvantage against the bad girls club and uh last week we talked about this and we thought who the uh, other member might be i thought maybe it was island girl tt Mm -hmm. and you thought it was going to be hema and it turns out you are right so that's off to you the him tt would not have been a bad choice oh no by storylines and by the, you know, everything that we know about her and Freya and then the way she's received, like, da 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 It would have not been the smart choice. The smart choice is what they did, Hema. Um, she's new, you know, kind of still getting her feet wet in OVW. I think that she needs to be in a prominent spot on TV as often as humanly possible because I think that she is, even though she's only been there for a little bit, a star, an obvious star. I, for one, would like to see Hema versus Dream Girl Ellie. Me too. And uh, I hope that we get that. Maybe like an Iron Woman match. <laughs> I, I just, two out of three falls in an hour. Some sort of some. It'll be hopefully some sort of really cool stipulation match. Just because I'm a sucker for stipulation. Yeah, matches. I, I don't think it would. I, I don't think just a regular one-off regular match would would do them justice. I think we really need to see, you know. Who's the better of these two? Because well, I feel like they're evenly matched, and they, they both kind of have a uh, an aggressive streak mm-hmm. that uh, complements one another. I think it's a deep well. I think it's a really deep well between the two of them. I think, honestly, it's a deep well between anybody that you stick him with over the next few weeks because we haven't seen these matches in OVW. Yes, that's true. So there's just there's just a lot of room uh, to play with as far as him goes uh in terms of what she can do in OVW and, and what we hope to be able to see out of her over the next few weeks. If you have not watched her, she's the nest, she's the, the, the best new thing going on the whole roster. I promise. She's, she's awesome. She's awesome. Go and watch a him a match. Go watch this one. No, go watch the one with Tiffany from last week. I enjoyed that one more. Yeah, that was, that was a great match. Um, it was also in the pre-show. Yeah. In case you're looking for it. Um, Haley runs in to save Freya at the last minute. Looks like... Just as they were about to break Freya's arm mm-hmm. in that chair. Uh, so thank God for that. We, we know if Haley gets jumped before the match, she's making the save. Yeah. This is what she does. That's happened a couple of times. <laughs> so if she gets jumped before the match, she's not going to be there for match time, but she'll, she'll be there to cover your ass when it's all said and done. Yeah. And uh, she's you. one of the great things about how she's received in OVW and her star power is – just sprinkling a little bit of Haley dust on top of it at the end goes a long, long way. Haley, there we see her uh, raise Hema and uh, 
Freya to slay his hand in as they're celebrating their victory over the Bad Girls Club. The main event, hour one. This is when things start getting a little weird, Brian. Yeah, it was supposed to be a title defense of uh, from the Golden Lions uh, against Beaches and Cream, and uh, we I don't think we ever got like a hundred percent confirmation as to what happened, but there was uh, an illness on Team Beaches and Cream, and they were unable to uh, be part of this uh, part of this match. So uh, the Overmen ended up taking their place. How convenient for them, isn't it? Yeah, if there's a inch to be taken, the Overmen will take a mile. It's what they did tonight. Um, the I mean, let's get let's get to the end here. Let's get to what the what we came for. They beat the Golden Lions. Uh, through underhanded means of as course, expected. Of course. Was it underhanded? Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it looks like Shira's distracted there, and then that he just rolled him up. I don't no, 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 no. Uh, Joe Mack hits uh, Shira in the head with the title after uh, Cash gets the old "That's my purse, I don't know you" outside yeah. of the ring. Blow, blow. Oh, I see. Yeah, and uh, uh, what we've we got, do see uh, Aaron Stevens. Yeah, Aaron uh, Stevens make... up there on the on the uh, ramp checking out the. Uh, the proceedings. I like how every time he sees something that he dislikes, he's looking at you like you're putting ketchup on a two hundred dollar steak. Yeah, he's his he's yet to say. He looks like Mr. Bean or some bullshit. He's yet to say a whole lot on OVW television. Has he said? I don't think he said a word. He's had a backstage interview. His eyes say everything. But yeah, he's he can sit over at the top <laughs> of the ramp and just make silly faces for fifteen minutes and yeah, be you know you want to know what he's doing. We're he, still kind of trying to figure out what he's, he's looking doing. around at you like he asked you for Grey Poupon and you've got mustard packets in your console and that's it. You are just not up to par with whatever it is he's he's looking for. So being in the room at Davis Arena. When uh, the Overmen take home the belts here, it's like it, it sucked all the air out of the whole room. It was the antithesis of Christmas chaos. Yeah. When when they won tag team gold on the Christmas pay per view, that was the feel good, happy, warm, fuzzy puppy kind of feeling that you wanted for a Christmas pay per view. But uh, this ain't Christmas mo- no more. This is the end of January, and times get hard, and these guys got the shaft. Yeah, it's it's kind of a an actually kind of incredible thing. Kind of a thumb <laughs> that, to the eye, actually. That, that they that they won because uh, I did not have that one. I did not see that one coming at no, all. I didn't either at all. Um, I would like to mention too. We still don't know who the masked men that EC three had from a few weeks ago. Where do we? That's true. Did we we just give up on that. Nothing's been said. I, I haven't seen any sort of. Uh, mention of it in the the recap and that was only january 6th though we're like just barely over three weeks away and i mentioned that to say that it looks like you know the overmen were about to dissolve now it doesn't they're in they have the title belts again ec3 has both of the big belts and the, we haven't made mention of these masked guys in weeks. So it's like they basically don't exist anymore. Well, outside of the masked guys, I mean, it, it feels like Groundhog Day all over again because this is kind of how things went down with Mr. Pectacular. He's in the group. We're all on the same page. Things look a little wavery. Boom, you're not in the group anymore. 
we're in we're on the same page with Shira. Things look like yeah, maybe I don't know. Boom, Shira's out. So this is what the third episode of uh, I can't keep all my ducks in a row, written by EC3. I don't know. EC3's Thursday Night Raw. All right, so Overman win the uh, main event, the top hour one. Belts change hands. Crowd cannot believe it. Crowd really cannot believe it. Uh, no, it and like, I think it's funny too. This is this is the first time, especially with this, some of these more casual OVW fans, these people that just saw it on Netflix or brought it in, got brought into it from KSR, what have you. Uh, they learned they learned a big lesson last night, and it's that it ain't all flowers and rainbows in wrestling. Land. No, every <laughs> once in a while, somebody's gonna kick your dog or they're gonna steal your bike. All right, title uh, bout five, first match of hour two. They get bundles versus uh, Cal Hero. Cal Hero rules. They get bundles. Sucks. Cal Hero wins. Um, Carson Drake, we see him in a sketch after that. Uh, he is, you know, just kind of continuing to uh, flirt with the, the Von Rockettes, kind of trying to get deeper in between, um, uh, that, that group kind of get into Ryan Von Rockett's mind a little bit. He's, he obviously wants some hotties. Like, sure. He's he's like he's like. What's the one thing I'm changing? I'm trying to do all this stuff. I'm changing the way I look. I'm changing the way I dress. I'm throwing enough stuff at the wall to try to change my character. What's the one thing I'm missing? Oh, some babes. So I kind of feel like it right now. Carson Drake is three quarters million dollar man, one quarter a godfather, shooting for for having the uh, the the gaggle of women. You, you not 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 the. Um, not the, the mafia the, boss. Not the movie. No, the I'm talking about the WWE god Papa Shango. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Kind of like, but uh, just uh, with no uh, real game. Yeah, just no game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't. He shouldn't have cut that hair, man. That he wouldn't. It, man. He, he wouldn't. Yeah, he doesn't he, need he, game he with hair like that. Yourself. Um, next match is the Fallen and the Nephilim, or the Fallen, which is now just the team of the Nephilim and ZDP. Um, after they've lost Reverend Ronnie Roberts, they face the outrunners here. The, uh, you know, this is what the Zumbas versus the Hot Topic, like, like, yeah, yeah this is Miami Vice versus the Cure, basically. Miami Vice versus the, uh, the Spencer's group. Yeah, yeah. Crowd. It's, uh, two, two very, very different teams here. Yeah. Uh, in, in the form of the Fallen. Very and the entertaining outrunners. match. Uh, with or without the Reverend, uh, the Nephilim and ZDP look great out there. As always, uh, they work well as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, still continued to work well as a tag team to uh, uh, up until this past Thursday, and I'm sure well beyond. Uh, the Outrunners are <clears throat> as solid and silly as a tag team as you're going to find in OVW or anywhere else, for that matter, as far as I'm concerned. The Outrunners end up taking the victory here over the team of, of the Nephilim and ZDP. Let's take a moment, Brian, and Tiny Brian as well. What's up next for the Fallen? Do they need another member? I know that you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm undecided, I'm going to be honest. I think, Tiny Brian, you think they need another member and you want it to be who? I had thought that since there's already another demon in the group or in the, the stable of OVW, that maybe Shane Mercer could... Uh, slip over and fill the gap in the in the fallen and behinds do you have do you what do you think the future of the fallen should be we're your own two team we gonna we need a third guy we need a valet what do we need what do we need mm, well and we don't need any we maybe we don't need to change it as, as individuals 
Speaking of ZDP and uh, the Nephilim, uh, I feel like they are great per, uh, performers and uh, athletes on their own, in their own right. However, uh, I felt like having Ronnie with them, he was kind of like the anchor, kind mm-hmm. of like the one who kept everybody in check. And with that being said, like m- maybe they won't be in check. Maybe ZDP will get unhinged. Maybe... Uh, the Nephilim will mm. be extra uh, vicious and, and lay into somebody even more maliciously than he has in the past. Do I feel like they may need something moving forward? Perhaps. I mean, who, who am I to say? But uh, I, I right now, I do think that uh, they would potentially work pretty well with uh, dysfunction. I could I could see them. This is something you would mention kind before. Of like blending together, and I would love to see like some kind of uh, fairly major story arc where like the the Reverend is kind of acknowledged as moving on to different things, and maybe they kind of like merge, and there's like an eight man tag team where it's uh, <coughs> the fallen dysfunction versus who knows, you know, two. Uh, teams of your choice, and uh, maybe they they got somebody to join them. What do you What do you think, Jack? Well, ZDP is uh, on your point. ZDP is so much fun to watch in those big multi man matches because you can just get thrown everywhere and oh, land yeah. on top of a bunch of people. Yeah. So adding a, adding a couple more people that can can facilitate the ZDP insane bump, I'm actually all here for it. And with the way that you're kind of talking, and this is not me taking away from the rev at all. He was very much a center, very much a good, like kept them grounded. But he was also, there was always an air of like silliness with the Reverend and, and like comedy. And that's a good thing because like wrestling should be a buffet. This, if we are starting to make a transition now that we have the opportunity to, that the Rev's not there, I kind of would like to see the Fallen just be badasses. Yeah. You know, um, just really scary, bloody, hard hitting dudes. Like I, I kind of, we're at a perfect opportunity to do something with them, something yeah. different with them. And uh, we just need to figure out what it is. They need to figure out what it is. And it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't, not, not much has to change, but it would be, be, I feel like a missed opportunity not to take this very obvious uh, end of one section of them as an act and change it into something else different now that the rev's not there. Yeah. And, and speaking of, uh, people I know on the uh, the local circuits, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't think about this in, until just now, but uh, uh, there's a, a guy that I see in the Spot Monkey shows, and I, I know that uh, he's spent some time around Memphis lately, and I'm sure that uh, some other people who may be listening may uh, know about him. His name is uh, Dave Barnabas Specter. I think that he would be a good fit for a group like The Fallen or even maybe uh, Amos Awakening, who is often accompanied by Dave Barnabas Spector. So uh, if you know any of those guys, uh, drop a, a line in the comments and let me know what you think about that. Or if you have somebody else. I could even see someone like a Sin Bodhi. Oh, yeah. Um, good, coming in. Choice. He's worked with OVW in the past. Um, and we're talking about that kind of legitimately scary, spooky character. Yeah. He's very unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he, I think he might not be a bad 
there's more money in OVW now than ever. He might not be a bad thing to plug right in there to bring out that edge of the fallen, if that's the, the way they want him to go. It's if, into the more serious, scary. Thing. If we were doing a a fantasy draft for uh, additional members of the fallen, he, he send Bodie's up there. Yeah, he would be up there. Also, I would like to add, we were talking about uh, action figures before, <laughs> off mic before we yes. we said as we before, often do, as we often do. Uh, he is. Uh, also a fan of the action figures and does some wonderful customs, okay. by the way. Well, maybe we could... We were talking about custom action figures. and might be... We getting one from Sin Bodhi might be a good little... We can't cover up Tiffany. No. But no, all the rest no, of this shit, we, we can change that. this shit. Yeah, but, we can change all that around. But Tiffany stays right stay where she At is the top. Because she is La Princesa. And she, she told us so. So up next, thankfully, this was not the last thing of the, of the night. Because... And I've complained about this before. OVW has a bad habit of putting on talking segments right at the very end of the show. And yeah. it can really suck the, the energy out of the room. And it can really put a damper on the end of what is most of the time high-quality, entertaining weekly wrestling. Um, I'm just really glad to see EC3's, EC3's Thursday Night Raw in this spot directly prior to the main event. As opposed to the main event, yes. He brings out uh, his, his steel chair. He's got the uh, NWA title, the OVW title, and another title that I did not recognize, I'm going to assume, is that the it, little territory that he owns. It, that's it, the title that his mom made for him. She, uh, she cut the, the uh, bottoms <coughs> of his pants off and then sewed them together and made him his own belt. It was the only one that he didn't um, bring a lot of attention to, so I was kind of confused as to why it was there at all if you're not going to bring attention to it. But if you remember right, this was supposed to be a match with Star Rider. Right. And it wasn't. Well, and here's, I, I'm a big, I try really hard not to speculate on things. I don't think, it feels like EC3 was having some trouble. He's usually one of the very, very eloquent guy. As much as I've, as much as I've busted on his promos and stuff on this show, I do think he's a great promo and he's been a good promo for a long time. There just seemed in the moment there just seemed something a little weird. Like the 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 vibe was wrong. Did you pick up on that? Did, or am I speaking totally out of church here? Uh, I felt like the vibe was wrong. Or the vibe. I wouldn't say wrong. I would say off. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the whole entire night. And I mentioned that to to Tiny Brian. I I told him that that the vibe just felt off. It wasn't like the usual boisterous Thursday night crowd. There was like a different kind of energy in the air that isn't ordinarily there. And you, you, you feel every once in a while, but uh, not all that often. And maybe this had part to do with it, but uh, they, he, he asked for the overmen to bring star rider out, bring star rider to him. Actually, he says, fetch me star rider. And that reminds me of Homer uh, Simpson, uh, demanding that somebody fetch his ranch dressing hose. The uh, yeah, like you had mentioned earlier, this was supposed to be a match between EC3 and Star Rider. For whatever reason, in storyline, the Overmen, the newly crowned tag team champions, beat up Star Rider, drag his lifeless body out to uh, where EC3 strikes him with NWA Heavyweight Championship. Brian, I hear you have something for us. I do, and let's th- let's do it. This is a first for the OVW podcast, uh, the unofficial podcast of OVW. But uh, this week we would like to present a new segment, and uh, we would like to give this award to EC3 
And uh, this is for you. Congratulations. You are the the inaugural horse's ass of the week. So you should really come and look at the video for this. You should look at the video audio. We'll this. probably post this on our social media. I, I, will, I will take a picture of this and put it in the comments. Uh, but it is, it is an actual trophy of the back end of a horse. So EC3, this one's for you. The um, Kind of the whole point of this sketch was EC3 trying to manipulate Luke Curtis out of giving him a legitimate challenge against... Uh, or for the NWA World Title, World Heavyweight Championship. Um, that that match will take place on December fifteenth. That's a regular Thursday night show. Let, let's February. try February. 15th. What what did I say? Cold December. month. Fi- cold month fifteen. Okay. Cold month fifteen. <laughs> Start starts in February. Goes to like fucking the middle of March. It's just the same month to me. Pretty it'll much. Be the Thursday. As a, as a non-religious person, it's all really the same month to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that would be the Thursday after Tough Love. Right, right. Tough Love is the 10th. This is uh, on the 15th. Um, We did not hear from Luke Curtis, though. No, we did not. Seemingly absent this week. I I figured there would have been some kind of rebuttal or something (coughs) on Facebook uh, from uh, Thursday to now, but there has not been, so I would assume that he is, uh, you know, just busy being certified. I can tell you where he was. I I do know. Um, Luke Curtis, with, along with Miss Layla Gray, neither one of them were on there this week. That is true. Because they were in the uh, the great not state of Puerto Rico. Oh, for okay. for yeah. her birthday. I get yeah. So presumably, uh, well, you, good for uh, them. Yeah, good you, for them. Yeah, you check out their YouTube lovers. channel or their social media, as you can see some videos from it. It's some beautiful. Territory. Yeah, that's not us speaking out of school. That's all. Yeah. That's all plain as day out there. Yep. I mean, it's on their YouTube channel, so yeah, yeah it's hard to miss. Um. I really, really, really was glad to see this talking segment be in the spot that it was, not only because it gets on my nerves in general, but because of this main event tonight. Yeah, the positioning it, of oh that was, was good because it, it kept that like at the, the head of the storylines, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the main ending for this week, and I, I'm so glad that they didn't do it like that. And before we get into this... Uh, Tiny Brian and I were talking, and we both kind of felt that the energy was a little bit different than usual in Davis Arena. And uh, Tiny actually called this before this happened. Yes. And I've got the text with the timestamp that tells you, you know, before they they started this match that uh, Tiny's prediction was correct. And it makes total sense, but this, this was a hell of a match. If you ever, just based off of the the strength of this match alone, if you ever hear me on this podcast say I don't want to see a Tony Gunn and Jack Vaughn match, which I have said before, I will only compare it to this match from now on and how good this match will make me watch anything that they do forever for the rest, of, even into their geriatric age. Even if they are if they are both on walkers, I will still watch a Tony Gunn and Jack Vaughn match because this was as good of a wrestling match as I've seen in ages. In this, ages, this was a pay per view quality main event. <clears throat> yeah, it was on, a on a regular a main event a anywhere else in the a main event anywhere in the country. Yeah, you yeah. get the veteran Jack Vaughn showing up in a shirt that says "Mrs. Foley's baby boy, baby boy's favorite wrestler." Yes, that perfect. is some early eighties heel heat. Uh, played to perfection. That's the that's just as good a shirt as I broke Wahoo's leg. Mm-hmm. 
if you know who broke Wahoo's leg or uh, there are a couple other ones out there that I can remember, but they, they escape me right now. But to see these two put on this uh, quality a match was a, a testament to both their skill levels and a phenomenal treat as a fan, both watching in person and later on at home. I uh, so this is actually the only match I did go rewatch. This, oh really? Yeah, and it happened to be on the uh, local, the CBS, um, on right. uh, on the TV whenever I was watching it, and uh, it's actually WYMT for whatever reason. Ellie gets WYMT at her house, not Lexington CBS, which is weird. That's the uh, for people outside of Kentucky. That is the Eastern Kentucky CBS. <laughs> so it's like a weird thing to have here in Lexington. Um, I bring I say that all to say because I saw OVW. I said, oh, it's got to be about time for the Jack Vaughn uh, Tony Gunn match. Sat and watched it. On the broadcast uh, for circulation, you don't see the end of the match here. Oh? Yeah. So you there's about seven or eight minutes of the end of this match that was cut off on the circulation. So if for whatever reason that's how you watch OVW, there's it is easier to watch OVW in its entirety now more than it ever has been. Start watching your stuff on Facebook. Start watching your stuff on YouTube. If they are going to just cut off the end of a match like that blatantly, do your, don't do yourself a disservice by watching it that way. Watch it on in its entirety on Facebook. Go back and rewatch this match. It was fantastic. But it did kind of blow my mind <laughs> that they would have cut off the end of this match. Because, Brian, what happens at the end of this match? Oh, my God. After, mean, after 25 minutes of some of the best wrestling I've ever seen in my life. Right. This, this match was a quarter of the live show this week. Oh, if I, I, started sal- I started salivating when I looked down. They said, oh, it's time for the main event. I looked down at my watch, and it's, it's 8.32. I started salivating. I said, these guys are going to go for half an hour, and it's oh, going it to be was, amazing. It was a great great match they went back and forth i mean jack vaughn looked as fierce and as you know sharp a competitor as he ever was tony gunn resilient as hell took everything that jack vaughn had to to throw (laughs) at him the double finisher spot yeah where where um tony gunn hits him with the the kill shot and then jack vaughn hits him with the kaiju lariat and they both are down uh for the 10 count Jack Vaughn timed as well as I've ever seen anything. Kicked out with three bridges in a row. Jack Vaughn's bridging against uh, Tony Gunn at that late in the match. There were only a few minutes left in the match, and he bridged out three times back to back to back. That is just a testament of uh, Jack Vaughn's intestinal fortitude. Yeah, well, and I mean we- that's just a, a big deal to begin with, but to do it three times after facing Tony Gunn for a half hour is exceptional. It's we 25 minutes, 30 minutes of some of the best wrestling you've ever seen. Some of the best live wrestling I've ever seen. Some of the best OVW possible. And real one makes an interference. Right at the very well, end. After. Do what? I don't, I don't, he doesn't interfere with the end of the match. I don't think. Yes, he does. He, uh, he comes up and trips Tony Gunn, and Jack Vaughn falls on him. The referee doesn't see Enzo out there, and uh, referee Daniel Spencer, the official official of this match, uh, counts uh, Jack Vaughn as the winner with help from the real one, Enzo, who looks like he was sucked out of a Boeing jet and landed in the knockoff part of a flea market. The, the story that they've told quite expertly so, through this whole Enzo and Real One and Tony Gunn and Jack Vaughn thing is that Tony Gunn can't win a championship without Enzo. So Enzo comes out and basically proves his point by manufacturing Tony Gunn losing. Um, it's This is just like 
this is so good, so good. I do have one minor complaint with it. I would have gone another week without a proper uh, physical um, interaction between Real One and Tony Gunn. I would just have gone. it a little bit more. I would have gone because I think it's. I think it's still there. Just, just let it sit <laughs> yeah. and let everybody yeah. get get to know each other in the pot <clears throat> while everything cooks. Yeah, because I think I do think you could have gone another week and not lost any momentum on it, and you oh, wouldn't no. have. Sometimes, and I've said this on this podcast too. Sometimes OVW can let let things go on a little bit too long, or they'll cut things off a little bit too early. This is something I think. Uh, I think you could have gotten up to the pay-per-view without actually seeing them get physical with each other and not lost any momentum. You wouldn't have had any groaning, you know, Yeah, you, it would have. It, <laughs> yeah. They, they could have, uh, they could have worked around that for another two weeks until uh, that Saturday of tough love. But it, you know, the emotion between these two guys yeah. just, you know, couldn't be contained and it spilled over into uh, the, the title shot from this past week. And well, you know, when there's gold on the line, you know, things just kind of, Call it an hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. Uh, this oh. is just a, just a little amuse-bouche of uh, real one versus... A horse doover, if you will. If you go back and watch one match from this whole night of Ohio Valley Television Wrestling, it seems a little obvious for it to be the main event, but this week, do yourself the favor. Watch this main event. Get, actually, do yourself a favor. Build a fucking time machine. Go go pre-order tickets. Go back to the Tuesday before the sh- Thursday show. Pre-order tickets. Go to the show yourself and watch it live. Because this was Tell as good. I. This is as good of wrestling gets, man. This really, really, really was good. And if you're gonna go that far as to get in a time machine and order tickets and be there this past Thursday, make sure you bring an extra twenty so you can uh, spring for a couple of slices of Wix pizza, Definitely. maybe a, a couple of uh, brews from uh, our friend Kyle at Country Boy, and. Uh, no, we'll talk about that later. We'll so, about Brian, that later. yes, um, you know we've mentioned a couple times the vibe was weird this week. What this this match seemed to cure that. Like the uh, the the crowd was in this completely. Oh yeah, like, nobody left early. Everybody no. was glued to their seats, and I think they at the end of it. Correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, because I'm wrong a lot tonight. Especially true. It seemed like both men were getting cheered for by the end of it to me. Mm-hmm. Like oh, they yeah. They were just cheering for, yay, this is a great match. Yeah, there, there was no lackluster finish. There was no, the crowd's like, oh, well, that was kind of nice. And, you know, you got your coat, you're ready to go. No, there was none of that. The crowd and every single person in it was eating this shit up with both hands. Just om nom 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 nom, cookie monster style. <clears throat> the, the people behind me said oh shit they only have three minutes left how are they going to do this (laughs) that's how good it was is that's a good sign with three minutes out you know it has to end because it's live tv right but there's no end in sight and they've been they've been working this match telling this story for a half hour they know that this chapter of the story is about to end but you don't know how it's going to but you know it's going and to you, soon. and you don't want it to you either. don't want it to but you you know this kind of kind of the opposite is like one time i saw old crow medicine show and it was hard out seven thirty hard out because it was a live broadcast and they hadn't played wagon wheel yet and i said oh shit that means they're going to play wagon wheel for the next eight minutes and sure enough they did uh, this is the exact opposite is you get down to the end three minutes here and you say, oh, no, they can't. You, what do you mean? They can't have only three minutes left in this match. They, they have so much more to do. I want to keep watching this forever. I want you know, it's the exact opposite. There was no 
dread when the person said they only have three minutes left. There was just excitement and and wondering how they're going to get to the end point. And man, they did it. They did it. It was hot. Yeah. Crowd was hot. We had um, a few guests this past week who told us that everyone in the back was glued to that television for the entirety of this match. And rightly so. And rightfully so, yeah. This was a main event anywhere in the nation. It's a main event anywhere in the world. This is as good as live wrestling got for me. This is as good as wrestling can be, period. And this was a week of, of great wrestling at all levels. Um, Jack Vaughn and Tony Gunn, though, maybe match of the week for anybody anywhere. Maybe match the month. Maybe match. We're on, only in January. We'll be talking about this at the end of the year as best moments of OVW, period. Yeah. And we're only three weeks into the year. Brian, why don't you take us away on this one? I'd be glad to. <clears throat> the OVW Podcast, the 10th Carney Award-nominated unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, is produced by Blacklight Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. The OVW Podcast broadcast team is my co-host, Jack Minokes, Me. as well as myself, Brian Hines. Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi P.S. Woodard. Executive producer is Tiny Brian Woodard. Senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. After watching Red Flirt Wrestlers on Netflix, visit ovwpodcast.com slash podcasters to find all episodes of our unofficial Wrestlers After Show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, rate us five stars, and give us a review. You can also subscribe to, uh, to follow us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, X, TikTok, and to the Davis event. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening.